Welcome back to another episode of The Way We Hate Shed. See it? It does not take a rocket science degree to work out what this show is is going to be all about. And I am joined once again by some guests who we only heard from relatively recently, but they did make me some promises and they're back to give me a little update on how they went. So without any further ado, let me introduce to you the European champions, Ellie Thorpe, Brittany Bottrell, Kelly Barrett and Dean Whittingslow. (laughs) hello 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 sunk in being introduced like that when people say that about you yet definitely not (laughs) (laughs) i mean kelly's not even taken a medal off yet so there's like a i promised you a medal so here i am delivering you did you did and it's the color you wanted as well so from i think from the entire flag football community i will with the power vested in me by them i would like to say congratulations (laughs) to all of you um, it was a thrilling weekend. Um, so let's just let's just go through it. Where you guys travelled over on the Wednesday? Was it smooth? Flights on time, buses, trains, planes, automobiles. When did you get there, Brittany? Did you fly? You must have flown over early, right? I flew. I landed on Saturday morning. Um, my, met my parents. Kind of toured around Ireland for a bit because I had never been, and then met up with these ladies on well actually i met with some of the some of the um guys and gals to watch the lionesses game on wednesday morning and then kind of everybody got there by the afternoon nice nice and then so wednesday afternoon settling into limerick thursday orientation walkthroughs what was it what was it like to finally get there you know and like see the the pictures, the branding, the sign, you know, even the sign that just says like, welcome to the European championships. Like last time we spoke, it was all, we just want to get there. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think we were all just so excited to finally be there that actually the Wednesday afternoon and the evening and even the Thursday felt like it went on forever. But it did for me anyway. Like we were just like, when are we going to be playing? Like we've done all this prep. We're here now that that kind of day in a bit just went on for so long we were just so excited to get on the field so um i think wednesday we had um a bit of prep talked through a few bits um and then we ended up doing a research study that a lot of the flag football teams were doing um all around measurements and some of um, our different strengths and things like that um which obviously helps massively the community in terms of gathering data um so after we did that yeah i think we were just like oh we've got a whole nother day of not playing um to get through um so yeah come the thursday we got into the field which was really nice and started walking through a few bits and pieces um which was good to get moving nice one so like what's the 
like i guess this one's for you dean like in walkthroughs are you did you have to like hold them back from going you know because obviously like the last thing anybody wants is to come up like with a limp and walkthrough right so are you what's your like what's my, your my, process my thought process is please don't get injured <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean, we it was it was literally walkthroughs. Fifty uh, percent, I think we capped as the effort, but obviously, holding back people to fifty percent sometimes is uh, is difficult. Um, but yeah, for us, it was all about making sure that all the playbooks, the nuances in the playbooks, were known. Um, you know, getting people mentally prepared was the big thing. My my biggest thing all weekend was mental preparation. Um, and so the walkthroughs on Thursday were just getting audible routes. Uh, people switched onto those audibles from the defense with uh, quick shifts on the on the offense, getting everybody switched on to what we were going to shift to. Uh, just getting people thinking really and working together before, you know, rather than going in cold Friday morning to the first game. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then had you guys? So here's the one: had you guys? You guys had seen like the drawings of the kits, right? But they were like handed over on Thursday morning. Was there like emotion attached to like, you know, it's like a new a new kit. It's obviously been it's like a whole new world since the last time you put them on an international tournament. Like, what was it like? You know, they're box fresh. What's that? What was that like? I mean, personally, I think the kits we've had in the past. I don't think I've had my name on necessarily like. For a GB kit, so it's the first one I'd seen with with my name on it, um, which was really exciting. Um, and suddenly, also, I mean, I guess it had been four years since we'd last put on a kit, right? So, um, that was really special, actually. Um, and I think they looked really good. We were all really happy with them. Yeah, they were so nice. It was like, which one's your favorite? And it was like, I don't know. Like both of them was was so smart. Um, and then it just sort of like put everything into sort of like you're here you're finally here you've got your jersey you're getting your kit ready you're going to be playing tomorrow and you're going to be stepping on the field but it was another one of them get me on the field moments because it was like right I've got my kit now I'm ready to put it on let me on the field and it's one of those where you, you think something like your playing kit doesn't really matter like as long as you're all wearing the same thing but once you you know you've got a smart kit you feel professional like your mindset just switches and you feel much more ready to go. You feel part of a professional setup. So things like that make a, make a huge difference. Yeah. So you go through that and then. So then it's, it's, thir it's so Thursday night, right? How much sleep did you, did you get on Thursday night? Were you like, was it easy or are you like, li were you lying awake? Just like, come on. Like, was there butterflies? Like what's, because you, I mean, you know you've got like a massive day, right? But at the same yeah. time, it's like here, it's happening. Yeah, just tired, wasn't they? Kind of like from the travel, then we're doing like training and a lot of mental prep. And then you're catching up with everyone that you see. You're obviously really excited, but everyone got to a point where they were like, oh God, so tired now and need to rest ahead of tomorrow. Although I was up so early on Friday and literally like, I've never got out of bed so fast that I think like I've never woke up so ready for something. And then I think one, it might've been Jack, one of the first coaches that I've seen. And he was like, Oh, how are you feeling? And I was like, the only word I can say to you is finally, like we are finally here. <laughs> and then the excitement was just radiating through the team then. 
yeah I was the same Cal. I was just like so anxious to get up and get started I think I woke up like every hour um and if I know Brit she probably woke up every hour trying to watch film every every evening every morning she's like I just watched this game I just watched this game and then she jumped out of bed that first day and she was just had so much energy I've never seen anything like it <laughs> which is what you want from your quarterback I guess I had them listening to the Notre Dame fight song <laughs> um I'm pretty sure Tosh or somebody yelled at me to turn it off but <laughs> Um, it was, I mean, it was just exciting. It was nice to have a little bit of time, like just to wake up and chat with your teammates and listen to some music. And, um, yeah, I watched film the night before until Ellie yelled at me and told me to go to bed, um, which I did, but everybody was just kind of excited, like making breakfast together, drinking coffee, talking about how it's finally time. I mean, Dean can probably speak to it because I think on finals morning he was up at like 2.30 a.m. maybe and never went back to sleep. So I think the theme was yeah. was pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah, I think th- <laughs> Thursday night was the most sleep I got all weekend, to be honest. Nice. <laughs> nice. And okay. you guys had like a relatively – you were like – you were 11 o'clock, right, your first game. So, like, obviously, like what – What's your game morning process? Because obviously, like you want to be able, to, you want to have breakfast, but you obviously need to go down. You need to get through warm ups. Like, so when are you guys like eating, and then moving through like your day for an eleven o'clock start? Is that something you planned, or is it just like you get up and you're hungry? Yeah, I mean, we kind of quickly realized that the breakfast food probably wasn't to most of our tastes pre game, so we kind of made the decision, most of us, I think, to eat something in our little houses. Um, so we were just making oats and things like that. Um, but Ellie, our sports therapist, is very on it with you know what nutrition should we be getting pre game to fuel us, post game for recovery. Um, so we made sure you know we were eating our oats, um, getting that energy in quite early. Um, and again for for each game we actually made sure we had plenty of time to get up there get on the field get moving um and and be ready to play and then ready to play you were so game 1 france on the stream tell me about the game from your guys perspective because i obviously I, I had a very important work meeting for about an hour at 11 <laughs> o'clock on Friday. Um, <laughs> well, at least that's, that's what my calendar said anyway. Um, so, yeah, I had the, the stream up on, on one screen. And it was a th- obviously a thriller. Went went right to the very end. What was... what? But you guys looked, like, in control the whole time. Like, it looked chill, like... Which is obviously, like, as you know it's it's very impressive and, and it's probably like testament to the work that you guys have done and the work that Dean and the, and, and Jack and Fraser and, and the other coaches have all have all put in with you. Um but yeah what's that like game one on the field it's tight it's France we know them like talk me talk me through the, the thoughts and feelings of game one. I think we all knew that like that was going to be one of our hardest games like to start. So we went out with such a high energy and a high tempo um, and then obviously it was so close and it was kind of like, look, we're back on the international stage. Let's start with a bang. Like the game isn't over until that last play. And it literally come down to that last play. And I think one thing that sort of carried out throughout the tournament for us is that we didn't drop under pressure. 
we stepped up to it and we we managed to control our emotions during them intense times because obviously there were times when it was so difficult to kind of you have to be locked in mentally you have to forget everything else that's going on around you and I think we were just so pumped to be back you know we we weren't stopping until that whistle was done yeah and I think from a from a defensive perspective Cal when we were on the field we started off as you said with so much energy like a really strong couple of first drives got a few pass breakups and things um and then France adjusted um managed to score on us a couple of times um but I think from our perspective we were never in any doubt that our offense would also be driving and be scoring so from that that kind of gave us the confidence to say okay they've scored they're not going to get another one we're going to keep driving um and like you said, we didn't drop our heads. We kind of kept going right to the end. And you could see that energy all the way to that last drive. <laughs> Brit's just like giggling into her hand. Like Sometimes I wish this was a visual show. <laughs> How was it for no, you? <laughs> I think, um, I mean, Kelly and I went out to do the coin toss and I don't think we won a single coin toss, but um <laughs> I did all-, not. all weekend <laughs> <laughs> we won one and that's because they guessed wrong <laughs> yeah that's right. true um and we actually if i remember correctly we act the offense actually did not score on the first drive um i think Marte was wide open in in the end zone and i threw a ball and it literally the wind didn't had seemed to have bothered us and it just like took the ball sailing and I was so frustrated but at the same time I was like okay we just made it all the way down the field in the first drive like defense is going to get a stop and like having moved the ball gave us confidence and I think after that drive I mean we I don't I, I don't have every drive in my head but like we scored most of those drives and we were able to kind of get the ball around like it wasn't just one receiver it was everybody contributed which was gives you a lot of confidence because, you know, if they mark one person, you know, you've got another available. And so I don't know, I'm somebody that overanalyzes and I think back to these games and I don't remember a moment where I felt like we were, especially in that first game, like out of control or we didn't have control over it or somebody wasn't going to make a play. Um, It got a little closer in the end than I wanted. And I actually didn't watch the last four plays. I just tried to listen to whose voice I heard celebrate first. Um, and heard the you know heard at the end our voices and was just I think relief was probably the best word and then happiness kind of came over um and and after that I kind of felt like we were going to be okay like if if we could get through that game like we're going to have some tough games ahead but like you know probably figured we'd see them again which we did um but that we were going to be okay if we could get through that one especially not having played a game like that of that intensity ever together for those that were on on this squad the only moment of doubt i had in the whole tournament was after that game ended when i looked at my watch at my heart rate monitor and i wondered if i could do the whole weekend because <laughs> 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 it was it was i like it was such a good showcase as well of of just like you guys and the, and the sport um and it's it's so cool that that was like the first game on the stream you know like there was a couple of others, but they're all countries that obviously I don't have like the emotional attachment to the other teams. You know, it's nice to watch the football, but like I want you guys to go and batter them. <laughs> um, so moving on, you guys 
um, shootout with the Czech Republic in a game that was obviously not not streamed, and then you were pretty much straight back in again against Sweden. How how was how were those games? Because they were hidden from view, as it were. Yeah. So um, the whole weekend, from a uh, planning and an approach to each game after the first game against France, consisted of a quick team huddle. Well done, everyone. Go and cool down, and then all the staff ran back to the houses to watch game film. Um, we had one game between each game all the way up until the semi and final, where we yeah. were fortunate to get about four hours, I think it was. Um, but yeah, one hour effectively to turn around a review of the previous game film we'd got, uh, come up with a game plan and go into the the next game. Um, the check day, the check game didn't go so well. Um, we we obviously lost that game. I think we we made a few mistakes going into the game from a, a coaching staff's perspective, um, getting the players ready. Something we we quickly learnt from after that game. Um, but yeah, looking looking back at back at it over the weekend in review. Fortunately, it wasn't consequential losing that game. We still top the group. Um, uh, I, I think overall, it probably did us a favour, grounded us, got us fired up a bit more, realised we weren't infallible. Um, and, and and you know, unfortunately for, for Sweden in the next game, we decided to take out our frustrations on them a little bit. I did. I did wonder that, um, like... There was a, you know, there was plenty of group chats flying around, and one of the converse comments that came up in one of them was like, "I'm glad I'm not a uh, Swedish defender." <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> following the, following the the Czech game, um, yeah, but they, they, I mean, for me personally, they're a team that like I didn't know a huge amount about. Like, can you? I don't even think I could name a Czech club team, which is bad for someone who tries to cover the sport. Um, did you guys have much on them in advance? Like, like you no. said that you weren't prepared, but well, or you made some mistakes in preparation. Sorry, that's the wrong phrase. Um, like, is part of that just the information available? Do you think? Yeah. So the the Czech team went into the tournament with a brand new head coach. Um, Here we go. So so game film on them prior to the tournament was, in my eyes, pointless because. Um, you know, head coach is likely to come in and change all the schemes and everything. Yeah. Now it's uh, David Atkins, who used to be the DC for Spain, was the DC for Spain in mm. 2019. Um, yeah, he he's got years and years and yes. years of experience. He's won the European Championships with Spain 2019. Um, you know, he, he's been around the block a number of times. Uh, and and you know, hats off to him. He came into the game with a a, a very good game plan um, and they executed. Yeah, I think as you said, Dean, Czech felt like the one game we went into having not having not prepared as well as we did for the others. And um, I'm grateful it happened at that stage um, because I think it really did give us a lot of fire in our bellies to go and get the next one, um, but also showed us how important that, that kind of pre-game film review preparation is. And that's something we took on 
and continue to do um, to the best of our abilities during that really small time window for the rest of the tournament. And that was absolutely critical. I think if we hadn't done that, we wouldn't have seen the success that we saw this weekend. Yeah, I think we come off such a high from the France game to then go into that, which obviously didn't go as well as we wanted it to. Um, and, you know, I would I'd heard from the head coach prior, you know, I've got a game plan for you, know how to beat you. And, you know, you just laugh it off at these at these things. And, and fair play to him, he did. And he obviously executed it very well, um, unfortunately for us. And, you know, next time we will be out to, to get him back. Um, but I actually think that, you know, you learn so much more off a loss than you, you do a win. And like we said, fortunately for us, it, it was um, in the group stages and not further along the tournament. But it actually gave everyone the realisation, you know, everyone's here to play ball. Like, the, the you're not at a club tournament now. There's not going to be good teams and bad teams. Like, these are all the best players from these countries you you can't just walk into these things thinking that you're invincible every team's beatable it's about who turns up on at that game who turns up on the day uh game at least mistakes that sort of things um and I think it give us the kick that we needed you're not invincible get your heads in get yourselves focused every team's here to win um so yeah I think it taught us a lot um and, and it prepared us a lot for the rest of the tournament yeah, I think that the best the best bit about the Czech game for me was coming off the field after we lost at the end and a Brit absolutely chewing me a new one. Um, yeah, so hats off to Brit for calling me out. <laughs> Take full responsibility for that. And hopefully I, uh, I rectified the coaching mistakes following that game. Uh, I mean, I did, I'll be honest. But I think, um, jokes aside, I think an imp- I think an important part of this weekend was that everybody was on the same team and open to feedback, right? So like, you know, yeah. Dean's the head of this program and he very well could have told me to, you know, like go control yourself and what you can do, but he was extremely open to my feedback. Um he was open to feedback, you know, that we had on ideas on defense and things like that. And I'm sure that people had ideas on offense and I had some thoughts to Jack, the offensive coordinator that he was open to. And there were times where he's like, no, I'm seeing something different. And I think the kind of humility to be able to like take that and run with it and try and improve was vital to the weekend because it wasn't just about, well, I'm the head coach and, or I'm defense and I'm off it. Like it wasn't like that at all. Um, you know, despite offense and defense always being very competitive at training camps, it definitely felt like one and that everybody was on the same page. Everybody could contribute. Everybody had ideas and they were going to be taken under consideration. And so um, I think, it, honestly, I think it was a key moment. Like, you know, it earns respect, it earns trust. And Kelly and I then kind of brought the team together between the Czech and the Sweden game and said, listen, like whatever happened and whatever you think the issue was, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, you know, we got it, we hear everybody and let's move on. And I honestly felt like from that moment, people dropped it, um, and just moved on to the next game as, as you saw, uh, for Sweden. Yeah. So Sweden, 60 points to six, um, and an explosion from the, uh, was that, was that all the offense? Was there a bit of defensive scoring in there? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, okay. was, that was your that was that was <laughs> Kelly's pick six, was it? 
Okay. That uh, was what... I can't even claim anything from yeah. it. She fell, and as soon as she fell, I was like, this is mine. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, it was uh, Ainsley. Yeah. It was literally Ainsley. Ainsley came in and just started like dropping dimes on a bunch of like posts and corners. I'm serious. She Uh, came in and I just stood there and I was like, I think I might have lost my job real quick. But she, (laughs) she, I mean, she came in in the rain, like with new receivers. Everybody was kind of playing a little bit of something different. And she just like started dropping dimes. I honestly think it was one of the more exciting parts of the day because it just, I don't know if you know Ainsley, she's very quiet, but she's now our silent assassin. So it was really fun to watch. Yeah. I've played against Ainsley a lot in tournaments up here and you see people that are new to the sport, you know, because she's quiet, underestimate her. And then you're just like, oh, well, she'll, (sighs) it's going to be a long day for you. (laughs) Like, um, yeah, she's, she's great. And that, the, the photo that Andy used of her, like in the, in the rain for the graphic, like, winding up to throw as soon as that photo came through i looked at that i was like wow and then i saw the score and was like wow (laughs) so i think that was the like one of the positives of only being able to bring 12 is that everybody played such a key role like there wasn't one person who didn't step up and do something that they needed to do for the team um so i thought i'd hate only having 12 but actually i really liked seeing people just come into their own and just fall out no it was really cool and obviously at that point conditions aren't great right the rain starts to fall heavily showing consistently um so and then you're you're done for the for the day on the friday you're two and one you know you've got another round of group games to go the next morning um i'm guessing you know your friday night is probably different to a lot of friday nights at the university of limerick um so what what happens on you know the games are done obviously the the boys had their had their final game against Slovakia um, and then yeah talk, which was a, obviously a big a big win in the wet for them what what happens next in in camp what recovery central yeah rest recover and lots of food nice so we had um, a little ice bath outside the houses um, so we did a stint in that each um, it was super depressing being by yourself in the rain sat in this freezing cold water <laughs> definitely reevaluating life choices there <laughs> uh, but it was worth it because we all wake up on saturday feeling pretty fresh so uh yeah that was critical recovery we had um ellie the sports therapist there doing all of our treatment um and obviously she played such a huge role this weekend in making sure we were all back on the field every day yeah she genuinely was amazing like putting on like yoga sessions, mobility, stretching. She stayed up so late doing treatment for everyone. Like nothing was ever too much hassle. Like you were her first priority in in everything. Like, are you eating enough? Have you taken on enough fluids? Do you need this taping? What do you need for tomorrow? Getting schedules and stuff out to us for treatment. Like, I mean, she did it in 2019. She got 15 girls to that field um, in the finals. And then she's done it again this year. She got 12 girls um to the field uh for the final day she genuinely is uh, amazing and we are so lucky and grateful to have ellie because she does um she keeps us all in line as well she's getting mm. a bit getting a bit more brave with uh telling us to behave when uh <laughs> when we need to listen to add to the ice bath real quick i'm gonna shout out danica because not only did she bring that ice bath but when we walked back 
to the village, she was filling up that ice bath using pots and pans from the bathroom sink to get water into that thing. And then we ended up doing like an assembly line with her of just like filling up pots, bowls, like whatever we could, handing it through the window, like filling this thing up. It took probably over an hour to fill this thing up. And so not only was it helpful and we needed it, but we were like, we are using this thing given the effort that wow. Danica put in to get it there and to fill it up. So shout out to her for yeah. that effort. She cleaned it all for us as well, didn't she? And bless, she was filling it up all by herself. Um, but it just shows you just like the teamwork was 100% off the field as well as it was on the field. And that's not just from the players, like that's from the staff as well. Like everyone was fully invested in making sure that um, everyone was prepared and, and ready to go. And it is the people behind the scenes that um, don't get the credit that they deserve. Um, because without the people behind the scenes, we wouldn't be on the field being able to focus on the on the tasks that we had. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So recovered in and out of the ice bath, pots and pans are clean. Um Ukraine, Italy, Denmark on on day two. Spoiler alert, three three wins. But what was what's the standout moment on on those on those matches throughout the day you know because you're day, the middle day of the tournament you know how how do you approach that you know because is there more pressure as the further in you get you know like obviously wins are huge but if you if a slip could be bigger or do you because you know you're the more wins you stack the happier you are that you're progressing like what's the how do you keep it level i think we knew that um sort of like going into the second day obviously we'd had that slip in the first day and, and that was something that we didn't want um going into the next day um obviously the weather was uh not sort of like ideal um and I think going into the Italy game we knew that what that was probably going to be our hardest game of the day um so it was like right let's step up and get ourselves fired up um when playing the the Ukraine game um to start um and they had a they had an absolutely quality receiver um as well which i think you know did, did break our defense at points um uh, which is frustrating but we were lucky um in the fact that you know we knew that offense was was firing so um although we needed to kind of we supported each other in offense and defense you know if offense wasn't moving the ball as much um we'd step up and if we weren't sort of doing our job to our full potential they stepped up and I think it was such a it, it was never like oh you're letting you're letting the side down it was like right we got you um get, get regain your focus and and go again so I think we we went in with such a different mindset. We knew what it felt like to to lose, and and throughout the Saturday, it was like, right, that's not happening today. Yeah, and I, I think, think one of the oh, sorry, do you? oh, go on, you're right. I was just gonna say, like, one of the main differences I think was that we took each game um, at a time. So rather than thinking, okay, Italy's gonna be our hardest game of the day, let's focus on that. We'll deal with the film. We just said, right, Ukraine's first. Let's focus on that. Let's do our job there. Make sure we're prepped. Um, and then move on. And that was the key difference from day one to day two. We were like, we've got to play who's in front of us. We've got to be prepared for each team because everybody is here to compete. Um, and that really like saw us through that second day. Yeah, I think we, you know, just to that point first, we we went 1-0 every time we won. 
you know, as as I was just said, game in front of you, game plan for that, execute on the field, and then you know finish that game and move on to the next one. There's there's no point jumping two two steps in front because going into the Italy game they were undefeated, and you know if we'd have lost against Italy, we'd lost against Czech. All of a sudden we're we're fourth in the group, third in the group potentially. Um, but just going back to what Kelly was saying about uh, you know people behind the scenes. Um, for me, the Italy game there there was there was a hell of a lot of game planning going to that, and all of that stemmed from film that uh, Andrew Mathers got for us on day one. I mean, he got it for us throughout the tournament. We we were on the field for three games and they could go and rest. Mathers was out for all five or six games in the day filming every single game that we could get him to. Um, and for the Italy game, you know, they had quite a varied playbook. Um, they got a lot of, a lot of things that are slightly different, different formations or what have you. So being able to see all that, plan for that, and prepare our defence for that um, and likewise prepare the offence for what defence they're showing uh, is, is critical. Absolutely. Shout out, mothers. We love you. <laughs> Most of the time. Some Most of the time. Of the, time. <laughs> <laughs> the coaches had a, um, uh, quite the setup in the houses. You know, they had the um, projector uh, on the wall I don't even think you you guys made it to dinner all that much did you it was kind of getting takeaways in because they were um yeah. doing all the prep for us uh in regards to like footage and then getting us in and they were doing all the hard work behind the scenes and, and getting us in with the stuff that to get oh my god to catch us up with to get us prepared for those games in advance nice one and yeah obviously the Italy won 21-15 pretty Pretty close in the end. <laughs> Brit shaking her head. What's your uh, What's your memories of of that one, Brit? No, I mean they're a great team. They're a fast team, um, and I think it was kind of one of the first times that offense maybe wasn't flowing like we were used to. Um, we had a couple chances on the five yard line, the ten yard line, with multiple downs to go, um, and we didn't execute and. Um, you know, that could have gotten us down, but I think it was defense stepped up, which gave us a little bit more confidence. Like, okay, we have, we have a tiny bit of room for air here. Um, and then I don't know, Jack just was like really confident in you know, the play calling We're a very methodical offense that kind of takes their time marching down the field, willing to take shots for sure, especially with the weather in Ireland with the wind, it was a little bit um, harder to take deep shots and he just remained confident in our ability to do that and I honestly think we won some of that game based on based on deep shots that our receivers were able to to pull in so it wasn't our normal kind of flow it wasn't the best that we did but defense definitely stepped it up um, especially for an Italian offense that showed a lot of different formations um, which gave us a lot of confidence i I would like to have some of those back to make it a little bit easier on us, but um, it was a good game. I mean, they were fast. The windows were tight. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we did what we needed to do. 
to, to win that game. That was high pressure, like Dean said. Two losses was going to create some issues in the ranking. Yeah, I think I think the um, you know the the, the girls touched on it already about the teamwork over the weekend. Um, it was a, a a full team effort all through the weekend, and it was a, it was a tournament of three sort of distinct days. So day one for me, um, looking back at the film anyway, defense struggled at points. You know they started really well against France the first drive, um, but then had some issues later on in the game and, and the next two games that, well, the next game um, against Czech, we, we, we really struggled to stop Czech at all. But offense fired on all cylinders for us on the first day. Game day two, defense stepped up and offense struggled a little bit more than they, you know, they had done on the first day. I think the first day we missed four drives. That was it across three games. It was just four, four drives across three games. We didn't score on day two. There was a few more um, that we, we weren't successful with. Then day three, fortunately, it sort of all came together and both sides of the ball were firing on all cylinders. So, you know, it, it really was a, a team effort. And, a, you know, when, when offense is struggling, defense is picking them up. When defense is struggling, offense is picking them up. You know, it's a testament to the sort of, um, I, I, I guess, sort of family mentality that the, the, the team had got and pulled together uh, over the over the weekend. Yeah, I feel like you gel so much. You can only gel so much at camps. Like you have such a good bond at camps, but when you are away together and you are sharing a house, you know, sharing a bathroom, like sharing time on the field, like you're not getting much time to yourself. You are with these girls for 90% of the day and the night. Um, and it, like we had some team bonding stuff, getting to know each other a bit more on a personal level. And and that is stuff that you do take onto the field. You forget about who plays for what club or who's beat who in the past. You are literally one unit. And that was such a big thing. I think like there were so many like friendships sort of like made throughout uh, the weekend. And, and that got taken onto the field as well. We just had each other's backs 100% throughout the whole whole thing and I think that was a massive factor um in us getting that win because you know sometimes you don't always have the best days or the best game or whatever and it's being able to pull together and know that your team has your back regardless um that you know gives you the drive and determination to, to keep going so Saturday you know you're in you've won the group the nerd in me really wants to ask about the recovery center that you went to um on the on the Saturday night with all of the recovery tools. Is that was that like a relatively new experience? So we the didn't guys, actually the guys went. didn't all go. It was the guys that went. Kate went, I think. But I they I think that might I think I might have seen a picture of Kate and I assumed you were all there. Yeah. They did say it was really good, um, but the ice bath was just a little bit too cold. <laughs> what a weird statement to make. What <laughs> 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 an odd thing to say. So quarterfinal then. Finland, somewhere where you will hopefully I'll be going to next year. Um, Dean, obviously you were up at two thirty, prepping for for Finland <laughs> and beyond. Um, yeah. What what did did you have? You know, good feeling about Finland. Did you know a lot about them? Obviously, you've been in the same vicinity of them for two days. Um, but yeah, knockout football, different vibe for the I, team. Um, no. Uh, I didn't really know much about them. Like like we said, you know, we were taking one game at a time. My my efforts um, 
my focus, as was everybody else's on the team, was on the next game. So until we, so we finished at I don't know three pm or something on the Saturday. It was it was two games later before we actually knew who we were playing because uh, we didn't know whether we were going to win uh, the group or finish second because Italy had yet to play Czech. Uh, um, so so you know there was a, a whole three way tie potential there that that could have happened. Um, so until we got Finland, uh, didn't really I'd, I'd not seen them play. Um, so going into that game. You know, we did a lot of game prep. Um, fortunately, we were able to work out who we were likely to get in the semi-final if we were to beat Finland. So effectively, that night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, it was game prep against Finland, Austria and France. But I didn't tell anybody about Austria and France until we beat Finland. <laughs> Yes, probably why. So a a convincing um performance on both sides of the ball with a forty one nil win in the quarterfinal. I guess Brett, does that give you like a lot of confidence in your offense? Like if they're clicking first thing in the morning on Championship Sunday. Yeah, I think it does. I mean, I knew that each whatever we did in game one, you know, was great, and it, I think it's like day two. It was just one and zero, one and zero, because in that case, it literally you don't win, you're done. But um yeah I mean we I felt good we were flowing it didn't we didn't overcomplicate anything we didn't get too excited um we just kind of kept our heads and knew we had to look at that game and then you know I was looking ahead <laughs> uh, once we won to the next game knowing that it's really hard to beat a team twice in a tournament especially a team of France's caliber so um as soon as we knew who won that one then I mean it was on to the next one and it was a, do you change your thing thinking that they're going to change their approach or do you just, you know, do what you're, you know, you're good at and what you're used to doing. And if you need to adjust mid game, you can do it then. So there was a little bit of discussion, but um, just kind of keeping us focused. I think that's when the Lionesses game was on. <laughs> so Dean kindly told us to, uh, you could check the score, but focus on yourself. And honestly we did, I think we watched it for like five minutes and then everybody kind of, took what Dean said to heart and focus more on recovery, stretching, getting food in um, defense, game planning, offense, deciding how we wanted to approach it, which I think was key. I think we, we very easily could have gotten distracted um, by something that was important to all of us, but it was our day to get a championship. And I think that really resonated with us and everybody kind of refocused. For sure. So then you meet, obviously you meet France in the semi, like you say, difficult to beat a team twice in in one tournament did was there like do those games feel did that game feel different obviously and obviously it's it's a one and done rather than a group game but beyond that you know obviously semi-final and everything that comes with the semi-final but did the gameplay feel different other you know like how or were you are you guys at this point you're just like right we know what we want to do let's do it um i i think from offense um we, I maybe thought they would do something a little bit different and it, I'm not sure that I saw a lot different or maybe I missed it if they did. So um, I, I don't think we honestly adjusted a lot. We distributed the ball around to who we could um, maybe, maybe open up the playbook a little bit more. Uh, and I, I feel like the score, we were almost 
kind of flowing a, even a little bit more that game offensively. And then we kind of let up a little bit um, towards the end, but I, I think defense maybe implemented some different things, but from an offense, I don't remember it being drastically different um, from game one. It was just a serious focus on execution because um, the you know, margin for error in those games when they're a little bit more familiar with you is, is smaller. Yeah. I think from our side of things, it was like, you know, you know who the key receivers are now, you know, who those key players are. Um, and then you get an idea of like when they drop into certain formations, the kind of things that they're going to be running. And it was a case of, you know, do your job, do it well. Um, and, and then just not letting that up either. Um, just, I think, um, from day one to day three, the biggest change in defense was that we were much more comfortable with what we were doing and the role that each person was playing. Um, that was the key change and the key step up. I think we made, um, particularly on that kind of third day is yeah, we all, we all knew our responsibilities. Um, we communicated well, um, we had confidence we'd already played them, but you know, they were athletes, but, um, we could cover them. We have covered them and we beat them. So let's just execute. And yeah, I think it came down to execution. Um, and actually, I think because we've been doing this, okay, one game at a time, um, that really helped try and stay focused and stay calm. I think it's easy in a semi-final to get really hyped up and then, you know, potentially that affects your your focus and your execution. Um, but we were all, you know, actually quite level-headed and just treating it as another game we need to go out and execute. And yeah, I think we saw success from that. So that game ends and then straight away you find out that it's Spain again. How, what was the reaction to that? Obviously you've, the other's elation of making a final, but there's still, well, we've got one more. Revenge. Redemption. Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest thing was that we've been in this position before, right, where we'd finished the semi-final we'd had a, a huge break and then had to go and face Spain in the final um so obviously we we knew how that turned out last time and we were determined that, that wouldn't happen again so we knew what we had to do um and that actually involved a lot of downtime um staying chill um like obviously celebrating our success in the semi-final but then putting that to bed and turning our focus to the next game um and honestly that's I think we we did that. We treated those few hours the, the absolutely best way we could, um, which was to recover, fuel, rest. Um, some people slept. Some people slept. <laughs> um, only 20 minutes. It was a power nap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, back into film and heads back in. Um, like for me, that was perfect. Um, and it, it just, it meant that we were all on the same page. We were so focused. There was no one going off and kind of doing their own thing. We were all so in the zone, in the right headspace. Yeah, I think... Right. Carry on. Sorry. I think for, for me, it's it's the... And, and all the girls on the team know this. Um, it's my biggest hangover from 2019 was uh, my, my failing as a head coach preparing the team after the Austria win because that was such a massive achievement not just not just for the girls on the team but for 
everyone in Europe. Austria hadn't lost in Europe for 10 years or whatever it was at the time. Like, And, and the sort of elation coming off the field in the semifinals just carried on for, for far too long. And we just went into the final on a, on a downer. You know, the, all the adrenaline left um, just as we were going into the final. So, so one of the biggest things for me coming into this tournament was not to make the same mistake again. Um, and I think that the, the downtime after the semi-final and treating everything as one game at a time, it was a, okay, we've won the semis, on to the next one. Chill out, mentally prepare for the next game. Do what you need to do. Um, you know, I, I think we'd put in we put in some uh, group stretching, things like that, a bit of downtime. Um, but in you know, to to Brit's point earlier, we, we we do try to take feedback on board. I think some of the initial feedback was, oh, you know, we don't want to do stretching. I'd rather have more downtime. So you know, for me, it was just like do what you need to do as players to be ready. Um, and, and everyone did what they needed to do to be ready. They sure did. They sure did. I felt such a weird sense of calm around me when, and I know that sounds really stupid, but I was like, I think cause I just knew that, um, we were going to be prepared for it. It wasn't like a, obviously, you know, you're excited, you're nervous, you're going into a final. But I just knew that we had everything behind us to be able to do it. Like the preparation, the mentality, the athletes. And it was kind of like, yeah, you're in a final, but we've got this. So we just went off. Like Ellie had a nap, I sat and had a cup of tea. Like it was yes. so strange. It was literally like, oh, we'll be playing the final in a couple of hours. But you do kind of have to ground yourself. Um, and then it was like, right, we're at a point now. We're going to get warmed up. This is the final game of the weekend, but this is the biggest game of the weekend. You've put everything into it. You've trained, we've trained longer than anybody else <laughs> for this game. Um, 40 minutes body on the line let's do it the brits are coming to the final so put the kettle on is probably the most <laughs> stereotypical thing <laughs> um yeah i don't know i don't know if you guys have will have seen it the there's a picture that andy took of uh amy leaning on the wall yeah I think, such a I, good one. I think if i'd seen that before the final i would have put my mortgage on a on a win that it's it's like I was like as soon as I saw that I was just like oh shit like locked in um so yeah obviously you guys probably wouldn't have been aware of it at the time but basically bang on kickoff of your final the IFAF stream had a problem with a cable or oh something. I I was aware okay I was fuming I oh, <laughs> like. Like it was, and there was people scrambling around for four. Like, thankfully, they got it back up on on the YouTube. Um, and from there on, there was, I was at my parents for dinner, and I was like, I am going to be very rude. I apologize. Um, I have, I have my phone to watch. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, 
talk us through the final, you know, um, what a game, what a game from a spectator standpoint. Um, between the lines, <laughs> Kelly, that, what is that face? <laughs> it's so mad because you feel the pressure when, when you're sort of in it and, and you are aware of kind of like how close it is, but you have to block everything out. Like you have to block out the noise. You have to block out what's going on around you and play what's in front of you. Like, you know, it's like one of the biggest games more than likely of like your football career or whatever, but you do have to block it out and just do what you're there to do, which is play football. Um, Obviously it was so intense. And honestly, when it came down to that last play, the anxiety was real. Um, But what a brilliant game of football. Like, I know if I was a spectator, like, that would be the final that I would want to watch. Um, Obviously, it would be great to go out and, you know, have absolutely smashed it. But we knew that wasn't going to be the case. At the end of the day, they'd made it to the final for a reason. We already knew they were a good side. We'd lost them before, but I think we had such a... We wanted it more. 100% we wanted it more. And I think that showed. The the video that came out of... Fraser and Jack on the sideline during that last play, I think says I think says everything about about that. Um, Dean only appears in that video uh, once the ball falls <laughs> incomplete. I don't know if you were like deliberately behind the camera or making sure there was you were not on that, but yeah. that yeah. So that last play, like you know, as, as, like for you, Britt, you're on the sideline. You know, you can't influence. You can't influence anything. You're just you. You're there. What's that? What is? What was that like? On you know, have you've you've you know, you're off the field, but obviously you know, along with all your teammates, there's the five girls that are still left on the field doing you know selling out for it. Talk talk um, me through what was probably the <laughs> longest seven seconds of your football career from the snap to the the ball on the ground. Can, can we, sorry, Britt, before we get into what you were feeling, can we also call out Grace? Grace, <laughs> so Grace was stood with 11 seconds left to go at the back of our technical box, facing away from the field, <laughs> cowering in a little ball. She don't hate so it. Stressed. Don't, don't hate it. Don't hate it. <laughs> oh. oh, poor Grace. Um, yeah, I think it was a weird feeling because I felt more anxious watching that play than I did being given the ball back to go down the field to score. Um, And I, crazier things have happened. Um, I knew that Spain had an arm. I knew that they had athletes. Um, I, I actually watched it because we were standing by the end zone where I hadn't watched most of our last plays of games. Um, and I, I think Marta whiffed on it. Actually, if you go, if you go, (laughs) if you go back and you watch the film, which I have numerous times, um, she actually whiffs it. And one of their players is standing like right behind her and it drops like in front of her and it just shows you how close it actually was maybe closer than it needed to be. Um, I think that I saw the ball I was back between grace and the team um I saw the ball hit the ground and then that's when I was like 
okay, I know it's done. Um, I started to go run to, to, to cheer with everybody. And I just like, my legs didn't let me go. I literally dropped to the ground um, <laughs> and started bawling my eyes out. And it takes me a lot to cry. Um, and then I just, I, I heard, I think Kelly started the We RGB chant. And then that is literally what kind of snapped me back into reality. Um, and I got up and I went with the girls and via the video, I, I just kept crying. I think I fell over again. Um, but, you know, even though Marta whiffed it, it was, you know, we had, we put some different personnel in on a last play of the game, right? Like the defense had gotten us to that point and all the girls, you know, the coaches made a decision to kind of adjust some of the personnel. The girls were behind it. Everybody was cheering. Um, I knew also that we had gotten our extra point, which gave me a little bit more like, okay, there's a lot that's got to happen here. Like they've got to score, then they've got to come down and make the extra point, which, yeah, they were capable of, but I was like, I'm going to put my money on defense to stop at least one of these. Yeah, they've got to score twice, um, right? So I think that I think that part helped as well, knowing they'd still have to get the extra point. And, have then, and then, bang. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it. I looked at the score at halftime, and it was tied, and I was just like, I, I think we're okay. Like I, I, I think we're good. And when they gave us the ball with two minutes left, it, it's such a weird thing, right? Cause you want to score, but you also don't want to leave a time, a lot of time on the clock, especially for a team like Spain that can score so quickly. And it was like, once we started going, um, I felt like a weird calmness, which is like, not really what you would expect in that situation. I think. And I, I think there's so many times that I have lost in a final um you know king bull stood in my mind a little bit um but there's so many times that i've lost in a final that i literally told myself on the sideline i might have said it out loud like this is exactly what you want don't do you know remember all those other times and i think we had to get a fourth down and i think that's when wells came up with a really big catch and then we took the time out and literally jack started drawing up some plays and we were just like what about this play but the opposite way and he was like, all right, do it. And that's another one of those examples where it's like, he was so open to what we were feeling in that moment, like what felt good on the field. And to be fair, Phoebe actually wasn't in the end zone. She made a great catch and she just turned up. Um, and once I saw her score, I think there is a photo that I just fell over and screamed again. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, hold on a second. Like we've got to refocus. I was actually like holding back tears between the touchdown and going to get the extra point play. Um, and then once we hit that, I just like walked to the sideline and kind of started to let it go, but also was like, Hey, we got to finish this off. And the defense did that. And yeah, I won't, I mean, I won't forget the feeling. I don't think most of the girls will, to be honest. No, it was just, I remember seeing the clock and it was like counting down from 20 seconds. And I was like, what the heck we need to get a move on. Like I was really stressed that we weren't gonna, we weren't going to make it. We weren't going to score that drive. Um, clearly should have had more faith in Jack and the offense, but um, it was just like watching that huge clock counting down as well was just like, oh my god, um, <laughs> stress central. And then I don't know about you, Cal, but that last like defensive play, like it's not, it's so weird watching it from the sideline. Um, we were just both there, like, oh my god. And in my head, I was like, what if they do loads of tricky stuff behind the line and the girls don't know? Because we had Marta on, we had. 
Phoebe on, we had like offensive players on who hadn't been running our schemes and things. So, but obviously could go up and make a play on the ball, but I was just stressed about what was going to happen. But obviously they they nailed it. And I remember seeing Tash flying in to try and break up that pass. Literally like a missile. Like... Yes. <laughs> and I saw her fly and I was just, and then I saw the ball on the ground and it was just, oh my gosh, the like elation was, I don't know. I can't remember ever feeling like that playing football. It was insane. It was, it was something incredible to watch. Like, and I know it's nothing compared to like being there. But, like, I think, like, I think when we, you know, like when Andy sent through the the album of celebratory photographs, and up until that point, we'd just been picking like 15, 20, throwing them out. And I was just like, I just sent Andy about it. I'm posting all of them. I don't know. I don't know if I have enough hard drive space to download it, but I'm posting all of them. Um, and it like, like, I was like sitting here at my, at my wee desk in the Highlands, just like, oh, they did it. Like I was so happy, like I was so happy and like properly feeling it. And I was just like, I'm so happy for them. Like, and I think when we put the post out, we we said something like, you know, like just describe the photos, like celebrations, hugs, tears, joy, trophies, interviews, flags, Brit in a bucket hat, one of the greatest photos I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, like, um like yeah but we we said like you know like you you guys have inspired like a nation and I, and I don't say that lightly like the outpouring you know we discussed this just before like the outpouring of people that have got involved have seen this for the first time like i, I don't like it feels it feels big and especially given the last time you were on and and what we were talking about and and Brett making the point of like, you know, we need like more support and stuff. Like I, I cannot congratulate you enough and be like more like absolutely made up for you. Like, because it's just the best thing. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So I guess Finland, right? Yeah, scary, but exciting. I think we just want to keep building on this momentum now. Like we know we can do it in Europe. There's no reason why we can't take on the world as well. Um, but like you said, Bess, we need we need that support. We need that funding. Um, we need to throw everything we can at the next few years. Um, so yeah, excited to get started. But we're already like, okay, when's the next camp? When's this happening? <laughs> Getting on calls, discussing things. So yeah. Yeah, literally the three of us were on a call earlier <laughs> <laughs> talking about things. Um yeah, literally, it's it's so crazy. Like we're literally a couple of days home from it, and and I, I literally get goosebumps every time I talk to her about it. And everyone's like, "Oh, are you still on the high?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like that's not dropping until we get to Finland." <laughs> uh, but everyone literally straight away is like, "On to the next!" Like world domination is what is what we're going for. Um, and I think we're we're on such a momentum, and and like even with everything that's happened with like Sky Sports interviews and. Good morning, football. Morning, football. <laughs> that was wild. Um, like, yeah, it's oh. all happening. And you know, if Crocs don't sponsor GB, then it's an outrage because <laughs> them guys on the sideline genuinely like they had their their own games and stuff, but their support was huge. And and I actually watched the the footage back of our Spain game, and all I can see is me like smiling and laughing 
in the actual coin toss and that is literally because I could just hear them like crocs off if you love GB and I know it sounds like it just gets you to you know when you're in them moments like they're the kind of things that you need that hype the people behind you supporting you that genuinely they, they were incredible um but I think yeah let's let's stay on top of this momentum crocs you know get some GB flags printed <laughs> you know we're um we're excited for for the next year um and obviously we've got the youth um going out next and and being able to to get behind that is such a huge thing as well uh yeah it's just exciting it's all going on it's uh insane but no more silver medals no more silver medals no more silver medals no you guys have been absolutely amazing and yeah if there's ever anything that we can do from here greg and and tree and myself like you are more than welcome anytime anytime thank you so Um, much for like getting behind us um even like before going out and and all of your posts and pictures and like really pushing it while we were out there as well that was incredible um so thank you for that and and andy i like he deserves all of the praise that he has been getting he was phenomenal like people are like oh you played in the rain and things like that but we're running around he was stood there out in the cold and rain not just for our games for the men's games he Mm -hmm. genuinely was unreal so hats off to you Andy you deserve all of the praise that you get crocs off (laughs) (laughs) crocs off for Andy (laughs) no that's amazing um cool guys honestly it has been once again it has been an absolute absolute pleasure to have you on and talk um yeah so we'll um i'll I'll say thank you so much for coming on congratulations once again and um yeah hopefully we'll we'll catch up soon thanks for having us thank Thank you no problem bye everyone Remember that you can be sure to never miss an episode of The Way We HNC It by subscribing on whatever platform you listen on and ensuring that you leave us a couple of stars as a review. Um, To be honest, we're not entirely sure what that does, but if you enjoy the show, give us some decent stars and tell your friends. And if you don't enjoy the show, then feel completely free to tell nobody about it. You tried, you didn't like it. But hey, at least you tried and at least we got here. And to be honest, you must have liked it a little bit because at the here at the end of the show, you're still listening. Speak soon, everyone. Have a great week.